BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 8 of BoJack Horseman. Let's find out. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? So much better than last week. This was a very, very (laughs) nice palate cleanser. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like they saved up all of the like funniness and jokes from the last couple episodes and put them all in one because this felt like three episodes worth of content. <laughs> it's like essentially like a bottle episode, right? Where it's like all contained within that like 30-ish minutes and they just do nothing but jokes. We never leave this storyline. It's, uh, it's very fun. It's beautiful. And thankfully... We also are not alone. We have a very special guest today. He composed our incredible theme song. The great Will from America is here. Will, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I've been listening to the podcast since day one. I mean, all those months ago. Wow. Uh, Big fan. (laughs) months and months ago well we're so excited to have you here we were like yeah tell us what episode you want and you said i want season two episode eight and i said bet actually i said i'm gonna check on that and then didn't get back to you and then you said hey am i on this and i was like oh yeah i just like several weeks later (laughs) but you know i don't have any plans so so it all worked out but yeah i i think this is the closest thing that bojack has to like a bottle episode which is and, and that's like one of my favorite types of episodes mm-hmm. of any show. So that was like, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about this. I didn't watch last week's episode prior to this, but I, I looked at what it was and I was like, oh, yeah, this is Don't this is going to be a big change of pace for the, yeah. as far as the podcast discussion goes. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't really use anything that happened in the episode last week and also is a, a big change because that one was a massive downer and this one was funny and fun. Mm-hmm. Very fun. What's your BoJack history, Will? You seem pretty into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've i started BoJack like several times and never gotten through it. I back when like the first season came out I watched like the first half of episode one and I was like I don't like this but then like it got to season four and I kept hearing good things then I watched through like season the end of like season two or three and I was like really into it but then I just kind of like fell off because I didn't want to watch all the episodes that were out there because then I would be like done with the show and I'd have to wait so then like season five came out and I watched season four (laughs) season six came out and then my friend came to visit and he had already watched like the first half of season six, but the second half just came out. So I watched the the second half of season six with him without watching <laughs> oh. the first half. Oh my God. Or like the end of season five, because I didn't have the heart to tell him, no, I don't actually, I'm not caught up, but because he, he really <laughs> oh wanted God. to watch it. So I did a rewatch when this podcast started or I like started along with you guys. And that was my first time ever like watching all the way through the show. And also my girlfriend's first time watching through the show because she, yeah, she'd always wanted to get into the show because she'd heard how good it was. But like she watched the first few episodes and just didn't get any further because she thought BoJack is just like a terrible human, not a human, (laughs) but you know, terrible character. He is, he is. Yeah, but I think part of like buying into being a fan of BoJack is accepting that like he's not, the hero really <laughs> definitely <He's>... not <laughs> <laughs> well okay i feel like yes but also i feel like a big part of the first watcher of bojack is being like but does he have redeeming qualities <laughs> yeah. what's gonna happen like is he good actually and yeah. and so far um not the best <laughs> no no <laughs> so... definitely not to this point in the show's run yeah. so well i guess we'll have to see you know where we go from there but this week we have 
Let's find out. A very funny episode. Many people's absolute favorite episode of BoJack. Even people who've watched all of the episodes will. <laughs> I know Colin Stone, big fan of this episode. He even, you know, with Synergy, the day before we're recording this, released a patron pod that was like, does Dom know things? What does he know? Let's find <laughs> out. So... And did he? I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't ask. It would spoil the podcast and their patron content. I think that it will not surprise anybody to know that Dom Harvey does in fact know things. <laughs> very shocking. Very yes. very smart Oxford educated man. <laughs> Knows things. It's weird. Shocking. We found out. <laughs> we found out. This is yesterday when I confirmed all this with Lindsay, she was like, Do we know things? Let's find out. <laughs> But okay, so this episode is, again, very self-contained, pretty much a bottle episode about the first episode of Hollywood stars and celebrities. <laughs> what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. J.D. Salinger's brainchild TV show and BoJack is the first guest on the show, which I think is, I feel like BoJack definitely would be a celebrity who ends up on like quiz shows. 100% yes. <laughs> he has like the star quality where he'd be like on Dancing with the Stars and be like second boot. Hey, oh, I think you can dance. <laughs> hey, I think you, I during my first watch, I cracked up so hard literally every time the name of this show or <laughs> hey, I think you can dance was name dropped. It's just like it tickles me. It's so good. I'm never going to remember that it's called Hey, I think you can dance. <laughs> like I just it goes over my head every single time, but I will never not laugh at Hollywood stars and celebrities. Do they know things? What do they know? Let's find out. It's so good. It's a long marquee. <laughs> it's, yeah, a it's a long, long marquee. marquee. <laughs> so, okay, it's the start, the start of the... Let me set the scene for you, okay? It's the start of the episode. The, the show starts in five minutes. They're getting everything ready. Wanda's like, Bojack, thanks for doing this. You know how this game works, right? He's like, no. <laughs> She's like, but I faxed you the, the treatment. And he's like, our fax machine is not plugged in. <laughs> Wanda's still using the technology of like 1993 or whatever. She asks, do you even care about this at all? And he says, no, sweetie. I think it's stupid and it's a waste of all of our time, but I love you, so I'm doing it. <laughs> I love that. He's just so honest of like, no, I absolutely do not care. <laughs> I will not even pretend. <laughs> According to Mary Kwiatkowski, faxing is the sexiest form of communication. So I uh, think you know, Wanda might be onto something. Yeah, that was for the original Renap Hot Takeoff. Mary submitted that as her only take, even though four takes are required to be part of the, <laughs> the bracket. She sent just that take. And then when I told her it was a ridiculous thing to say, she got very defensive in the Mary Kwiatkowski way. What is her defense of this? There is no there- defense. <laughs> She's just like, but it's unexpected. (laughs) It is unexpected. Very hot. It's like the combination of a printer, a scanner, and a phone or something. (laughs) It does it all. (laughs) There's nothing sexier than a surprise. All of your telecommunications (laughs) devices got together (laughs) at a weird three-way situation. (laughs) And it was incredibly hot, and now you have a fax machine. (laughs) Update the technology so it can't find love. (laughs) It's so, yeah, so we've got, we've set the stage. So Bojack is the first guest, and we find out basically that, like, this game, it's a, it's a one-guest situation so far. But don't worry, we're not just looking in front of the camera. There's a lot of drama behind the camera <laughs> in the production office. Sure. Mm, no, whatever. In, yeah. in the production of the show, I don't know. I'm stupid, and I don't know about TV production. The control room. 
Control oh, nice. room. Let's yeah, we'll we'll stick with that. Even if I don't think that's a real right. term, but it sounds I'm right. I'm taking it. Control yeah. room feels right, and if it's not right, it is now. Okay. <laughs> so what did what did you two think of Mustache Todd? Looked pretty similar to regular Todd. <laughs> I, I've got to say. Poor disguise. Very poor. I do very much enjoy Todd in this episode. I feel like I'm loving Todd every single week. I'm always like, what's the deal with Todd? Yeah. Why do I like him so much? But he's very fun it's in this episode. Face. It's yeah. his nice it's that face. Yeah. It's that face. Todd Foolery. Todd I laughed out oh loud at Todd Foolery. Yeah. And in particular with J.D. Salinger just being like, we certainly do not call it that. Died. Oh my God, that killed me. <laughs> certainly um, do not. <laughs> But do you agree with Todd that hair and makeup would be fun because they would brush your hair and tell you stories about their week? Because I think I would (laughs) love vegan hair and makeup for that reason. Yeah, that'd be my favorite part of being on a TV show were I ever to, for some reason, be on one. I will say that's probably my least favorite part about getting my hair cut, though, is them telling me about their week and me having to be like, eh. Oh, you should find. There are places that don't do that. My old hair salon used to fill in a survey when you went in and had a thing of like, how chatty are you feeling today? And you could just write, like, circling not chatty at all, and they would not talk to you. It's pretty nice. I don't know if I would feel brave enough to put not chatty at all. (laughs) They're not going to, like, judge you for it, I wouldn't think. And even if they do, who cares? (laughs) I do. Oh, my God. like, You're well, paying. If you don't want to talk to them, <laughs> just be like, listen, I'm having a bad week and I don't want to talk about it. Can, can we just get to the hair? I feel like I'd be like, if you want to talk to me a little, it's okay. <laughs> you want to talk you, a little. You could choose that. It's a spectrum. <laughs> it wouldn't really be okay, but I would feel obligated. Oh, God. All the oh talker. None of it. No in between. <laughs> no in between. <laughs> Enough of this Todd foolery. Todd foolery. What oh. did you guys think of Mia McKibben, like the the mouse? Obviously, love her instantly. <laughs> let me pull. Let me pull up the my IMDb time for the week. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh good. We've got Mia McKibben, voiced by I don't know how to say this woman's last name. Tatiana Maslany. Maslany. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From Orphan Black. Nailed it. Will. Have yeah. Try. Well, yeah, because Will knows stuff. <laughs> he knows things, and we so found we out. found out. <laughs> we found out. <laughs> That's the only thing I know her from, though, is Orphan Black. But she yeah. plays, like, ten characters on it. Yeah, she does, like, actually the most incredible job. Like, I haven't even watched all of Orphan Black. I've only seen a couple of episodes. But it is absolutely wild to see this woman just, like, she's every character. She's all of them. And they're all different. And she does such a good job. Like, what's happening? Yeah, very impressive. Have you even heard of Orphan Black, Lindsay? I've heard of it. Got it right on a trivia question once. Okay. but. What's your perception of what Orphan Black is about? I don't know one single thing about it. I know that there are people who play multiple characters. Perhaps there's an orphan in it. Orphan Black is a Canadian show, right? I think so. Is I'm it? pretty sure. No. Yeah, it's it's the rare CanCon that's good. CanCon? <laughs> Shit's Creek, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, Canadian Con, it's the, that's a thing. I, because I it's, pieced it's... together what, what it meant, but I've never heard that. <laughs> Canadian uh, well, thriller series. It's the thing is, is in Canada the like CRRTC, whatever, like whatever the FCC of Canada is, is like a certain percentage of what you like play or show or whatever has to be made in Canada. And so like when you listen to the radio every hour, like a certain percentage of the hour has to be by Canadian artists or like a certain amount of shows on networks have to be Canadian. And most of the time, like you can tell it's there because it's Canadian and they need to fill their (laughs) CanCon quota, which is why like, in Canada, we'll be like, oh, my God, this, like, Headley song was such a big song and everybody knows about it. <laughs> oh, and Headley. then, like, Americans are like, 
Never uh, heard of Headley, actually. I, yeah, I I've never heard of Headley. That is. <laughs> oh my god, I, uh, on that list. Yeah, and it's it's a whole thing, but uh, that's that. Anyway, that's where CanCon comes from. Did you know? Wow. That Tatiana Maslany is the voice of She-Hulk in the new TV series. Is Plays she? She-Hulk. I don't know if it's a cartoon or a real show. <laughs> She's She-Hulk. It's coming out in 2022. Huh. Okay. Anyways, well, good, that's, good for her, I guess. That's Tatiana Maslany corner. Yeah. But Mia McKibben, I loved her. She was a bright spot of this episode for mm-hmm. me. Yes, very good. I love I, when she gives Wanda the the iPad and she's like, oh, you can like watch in real time people reacting. And Wanda goes, oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. <laughs> yeah. So good. I so thought good. Mia McKibben had like such a great attitude. I feel like she's one of the few people who's like not like fallen for any of Todd's mm-hmm. like lovable scam BS. I was really expecting Mia McKibben to be like a recurring character going forward from this episode uh, but yeah i guess spoilers she's this is the yeah. only episode she's one in. and done for me yeah yeah and it makes me sad because i feel yeah. like she would have been a really fun person to have maybe yeah. like competition for todd you know as todd's failing upward constantly <laughs> she could be the one like working hard and getting stuff done yeah she's like the opposite of kelsey she has like no time for todd yeah <laughs> but at the same time is very much like Kelsey to me. Like, she treats Todd how Kelsey treats Diane. Because remember when Kelsey's like, every minute that you talk to me, I'm losing $1,500. Like, I feel like right. that's the energy that Mia McKibben brings to Todd. Yeah. So, okay. This night is big. J.D. Salinger's very into this TV show, which is so funny. He's gone from being a full recluse to now television is happening. And he's like, tonight is bigger than you. It is bigger than all of us. We have to work together. But... One of you will rise above, and to that person, you will earn my respect, and you will earn this pen. And it's like a four-color. It's just like a four-color pen. It's not a nice pen. And it's not engraved. It's not gold-plated. And for some reason, green. Yeah. What, what use do you have for a green pen, no. truly? I mean, you can just use a green pen because you prefer to use it. I like, I, yeah. I write a lot of stuff at work in purple pen, just because I like the purple pen. Yeah, I guess whimsical. I like the color purple, but... I guess if I liked green, I would like having a green pen. You just like completely don't like green at all. I don't love it. Yeah, one of my oh. one of my bottom colors of the rainbow. If I had to rank the colors <laughs> of the rainbow, it'd be bottom two, I'd imagine. Oh, wow. what's the other huh. one in the bottom two? If you uh, say orange, I swear to God. Uh, no, I would say I'd say yellow. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Brian Scally famously is like anyone who says yellow is their favorite color is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess we do, we don't need to rank the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> save it for Twitter, everybody. Save Very it for objective. <laughs> we'll save it for a week where we need some levity. <laughs> sure, sure. Wait, speaking of ranking things, Will. Oh, yeah, At some point, sure. we got to talk about your days of fruit. Okay, do we want to save that for the end? Yeah, we'll save it for the end, but okay. don't let me forget. Oh, my God, Chris, I'm so happy you remembered this. <laughs> I had forgotten all about it. But I, I knew that you wanted to talk about it. I can I can never forget. Okay, so the sh- <laughs> it's time for the show to begin. Mr. Peanut Butter Cousin, the stage is shaped like his face. It's very scary to me. <laughs> he is is killing it. Bojack is about to go out, and Princess Carolyn tells him to remember that this is Mr. Peanut Butter Show, so be nice. Bojack has a very serious question. <laughs> By nice, does she mean being kind, or does she mean delivering a series of sick burns that has the audience saying nice? Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love I that. Laughed, I laughed so hard at that joke. <laughs> Truly incredible. <laughs> Guy was like, this is the kind of thing. This is the kind of thing I would say, I think. 
<laughs> I don't know. I also feel like it's kind of misleading because you think he's going to be like, oh, do you mean like just be kind or do you mean like help with the show and make the show a success? But he's like, is it being kind or is it being really mean? Actually? <laughs> yeah, nice. Being really mean. <laughs> Which is what he wants to do. Okay, so the structure of this game show is the most wild thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes um, no sense. <laughs> so first, okay, we've got the small talk round. So, Will, how are you? Uh, fine. Okay, ding, perfect. Ding, ding. You got the point. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay, Lindsay, did you see the game last night? Which game? You failed. Damn it. You Yes, you watched the game last night. <laughs> you know Come what's on, hilarious? Lindsay. I never, ever watched sports famously, and I actually did watch a hockey game last night. So Whoa. Yeah, so it's I could those... have said yes and gotten the point. <laughs> it's yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs, baby. Woo. <laughs> Let me guess. You were watching. Was it Toronto and Montreal, Montreal last night? Yeah. 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 The Habs. Yeah, woo, yeah. This reminds <laughs> me. So in the video game Dream Daddy, one of the first things you do is go to the dive bar to watch the game. And you're rooting for your team who is doing better than the other team. And it just like never specifies what sport what teams anything but just like did you see the game the big game and it's really funny same energy okay then it goes into general knowledge and what i really liked about this was that it was a complete callback because in the first couple minutes of the show oh, you yeah. see someone in the background on their cell phone going what's the average rainfall in bora bora and then that's the first question i love the idea that they had this elaborate game show set up and then, like, five minutes before the game show actually starts, they're like, oh, yeah, we need to actually figure out questions. Yeah. Like, that's like, the least the important an- part. Yeah. What are the answers? Like, an average rainfall is not general knowledge. Well, and I love the, no. the lead into it where it's like, oh, God, no. And they're like, that yeah. means it's general knowledge time. Yeah. And, like, later well, it's like, they're all dead. I watched them die. <laughs> well, but before, there's also one before, the, before that when it goes, kill them all. Like, what the death from above yeah right (laughs) it's just like because everything like pretty much everything about this episode is like mostly light the everything about the show Mm -hmm. seems mostly light classic game show but then it's like burn them all (laughs) death from above (laughs) that's so that's too good Lindsay. it's so scary Oh my god. Yeah, and the categories um, for general knowledge like trigonometry, advanced physics, and at the movies with Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> and it's what's great is that you're like, okay, I'm going to choose at the movies, you know, because I'm an actor, I know about movies, it's fine. And then yeah. it's like, what did Mr. Peanut Butter say after he saw this movie? <laughs> and it's like, the, there's like three choices and then all of the above, but then the right answer is A and B, but, but not also C. C but I also would, would agree with C. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like, okay, well... Then all of the above was correct, but okay. It's so bad. Thankfully, we get a little reprieve from Bojack's horrible experience on this TV show. To get more, Todd and Mia, and Todd's like, I drove Mr. Peanut Butter here, and now I'm an associate producer. (laughs) She's like, silly me, I went to Stanford. I also liked how Mia was carrying a bag in this scene labeled ear confetti. Oh, you know I can't read. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) That's why I have to read it for you. Oh, Amazing. thank God. I wonder if thank Sarah God clocked that. I'll have to look. I haven't checked the email today. <laughs> I'm sure that she clocked it. I just love that she has selected, like, she wants this pen. It means so much to her. And Todd's like, it's a pen. I don't care. Like, I could go to Chili's with a child under 12 and get crayons whenever I want. Where's yeah. Todd finding a child under 12? This is a good point. <laughs> I feel like Todd could pass as a child under 12. That's that's fair. Yeah. that hat, you know. 
Like, he could just go in and be like, I can't find my parents. And they'd be like, here's some crayons. We're going to call the police. And then he, he could just run away. bring Vincent Adult Man. <laughs> Vincent Adult Man. <laughs> Vincent Adultman could play Todd's dad as He's Todd so passes for a child under 12. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I don't think, like, Princess Carolyn and Vincent Adultman broke up, mm-hmm. but, like, she doesn't, still doesn't know that he's three children in a trench coat. Yeah. And neither does anybody and else. Most people don't. I, I mean, Todd and Vincent could still hang out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, god, he's still, like, their accountant or something. They probably have a lot in common. Do you think he's still their business manager? Business manager, that's it. Business yeah. manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And he's like, let me borrow your son Kevin so that I can go get free crayons. <laughs> oh, no. What a scheme. <laughs> he's got so many layers. He's always doing schemes. Okay, so. Todd <laughs> Classic Todd Foolery. So Bodrick, again, is doing very bad. He's gotten no answers right in this show. It seems like he's getting very difficult questions that are designed for him to fail. And Mr. Peanut Butter is being so mean to Bojack. Like, I never expected that Mr. Peanut Butter could be this mean. It's like a different kind of mean, though, where it's like, you know, like, he's kind of laughing with the audience, so they're on his side. But, you know, he's just being very cruel. Yeah, like, there's a question about Egypt, and he's like, ha surprised you didn't get this one right, because you know all about denial, Denial. which is like... A classic like dad joke but then he goes ha 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 i'm not an alcoholic like, yeah whoa. that was insane brutal this is a family show mr like, peanut butter <laughs> the game show host said that it would not go well for them not great <laughs> if they accused a contestant of being an alcoholic yeah can you imagine if like pat sajak was like you're an alcoholic <laughs> Like someone, someone like tries to buy a vowel when every vowel is on the board of Wheel of Fortune. Pad Sajak's like, "What are you, an alcoholic?" Oh, oh. oh my god, <laughs> so bad. And so, so then they go commercial break. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, "How's it going?" And Bojack's like, "Uh, you're being a dick. You're actually, being kind of a dick." And he's like, "Uh, are we at Tony Roma? A robot? Tony Roma's? There's a lot of ribbing going on." I had to look up what Tony, Tony Roma's was. Yeah, I, don't I, know what it is I either. saw that it was a place that sells ribs <laughs> and other just food. Inferred from context. Why do I know what Tony Roma's is as someone who doesn't eat meat? It's a great point. You're the only one who's like very familiar with Tony Roma's. I, mean, I don't think I I've ever say, like seen one in real life. I wouldn't say very familiar. <laughs> I just have seen them before. The most familiar of the three of us. Where's the closest Tony Roma's to me? Ooh, it's mm-hmm. like podcast like two, two locations in 27 countries wow okay it's, yeah they, it's a big chain there's only seven yes seven in america there's oh. like two in california two in florida they're all like west coast i was just gonna florida. look i was looking to see if there's a doughboys episode about tony romas but it's with bug main bad bug main is the worst tell oh. us more <laughs> so okay bug main is the like scoop? Okay, so Bugman is a guest on Doughboy Sometimes. Bugman is not his real name. He has a secret identity. If you care about who he really is, you can find out it exists on Reddit. I've looked it up before. I can't remember. I will never (laughs) remember who Bugman is. But he is the worst. He's not funny. He just says problematic things. And he's horrible. And they should never have him. I don't. I actually think that they just, after they got so much flack after a couple of appearances, they have agreed to never have him back. But he's bad. (laughs) We don't like him. 
There you go. Wow. <laughs> Kirsten does know things. Does Bojack Horsepod need a bug main who's like an anonymous recurring guest? <laughs> an anonymous recurring guest who, who comes everyone in to hates. Say problematic shit. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. If we had a guest like that, would it just make people like Lindsay and I more or would it make people hate us for giving that person a platform? The Probably latter. the latter, but <laughs> yeah. you definitely like look better in comparison. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does it make you like the Doughboys more or less? I mean, if you could arrange a situation where the two of you are contractually, or like you lost a bet, or like you made a deal with some demon, and you're forced to have this person on the podcast, it's uh, like we don't even want them here. You don't even want them, but they're on there. Then people would like just feel really bad for yeah, you. Like we're captives. And, yeah. Yeah. And you get a lot of okay. sympathy. Okay. I think we need to table this, but there's something here. There's I something so. here. I like the idea of us getting the sympathy people. We Definitely. love sympathy along with validation. <laughs> love those things. Mm-hmm. All good things. Um, well, I guess it's time to drop. Da bomb. Da bomb. Da it's bomb. a good bomb. That's why it has da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Something that Bojack was never made aware of was that halfway through this episode of television, a big celebrity would come in who's much more famous than him because he's the little celebrity. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the big celebrity, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Placed by himself. Yeah. 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 Is Daniel Radcliffe too big in 2015 to be voicing himself on I, BoJack Horseman? I think so. I yeah. actually am shocked. They should have just gotten the same person who does Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield to <laughs> yeah. do the, the exact same, same accent. The exact same voice. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We think he's too famous in 2015, really? There hasn't been a Harry Potter movie in a while yeah, at this point. Four years post Harry Potter. It's four years post Harry Potter. But like he had like a stint on Broadway. Yeah. And... He's done, like, he did, like, that one bad horror movie. Yeah, he was in The Woman in Black a few years before this. Mm. This was right before Swiss Army Man, where he played a corpse. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so maybe he's not, maybe in 2015 he's not too famous. But the thing is, yeah, he was in Now You See Me 2 the year after this. So (laughs) So he's fine. This is okay. Here's my theory on this, though. I think some people just achieve a level of fame that like will never wane and that like he he, like to me daniel radcliffe will just be famous forever because he was harry potter as a child Mm -hmm. and of course david copperfield young david and david copperfield before harry potter (laughs) (laughs) which i certainly knew and and not looking at his imdb right now yeah just very familiar with the filmography of what's the f word from 2013 i don't know oh it doesn't look good Mm. Wallace, who is burned out from a string of failed relationships, forms an instant bond with Shantry, who lives with her longtime boyfriend. Together, they puzzle out what it means if your best friend is also the love of your life. This looks like some manic pixie dream girl mm. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, Zoe Kazan. Canadian romantic comedy. Yeah, and it looks, Can-con. let me tell you, this movie poster looks Canadian. <laughs> High praise. Adam Driver was in this. Yeah. Some stars. The okay, so the poster for this movie is Daniel Radcliffe sitting across like a, a cheesy diner table from Zoe Kazan. She's like looking down and like hold, grabbing her coffee, and he's like shrugging with a little smirk on his face. And then it says, "What if?" in white font, and then underneath it in a red font, it says, "Being friends has its benefits." Oh no! Ew! It's from the director of Stuber, also. 
That was a that was a bad movie. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Stuber. What is this word? Down? It, it's about this like this cop who like has laser eye surgery. So then he gets an Uber driver to to drive him around to do cop stuff, and he's wow. like a very bad cop. And it's like this isn't funny. <laughs> but okay, but the premise. concept of that sounds really funny. Like, it is a very funny concept. Like I don't, I'm not here to promote cop content. Okay, <laughs> cop con. Like yeah, cop con. But the concept of a cop who just had laser eye surgery still going around to do cop <laughs> stuff is really funny to me. Like with the, this poor Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, the Uber driver is Kumail Nanjiani. Oh my god, no, never yeah. mind. It's circled back around. It's yeah. not okay. They crossed oh. a line. <laughs> Anyways, well, it's a funny name for a movie. Sure. Stuber, but, you know, I think science has gone too far. <laughs> Future is now. No, but nature is healing, don't forget. Uh, so, okay, so Daniel Radcliffe. Which, again, I actually really didn't even realize that he was voiced by himself. I was, like, <laughs> looking forward to open up IMDb and see who had done, like, a bad British accent. It was just actually Daniel It did sound like a bad British accent. He's been on a couple episodes of This American Life, and he does, like, dramatic readings of things. And so it jumped out right away where I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's him. <laughs> Not even as Harry Potter, just, like, as you a gotta, guy who appears on you, This American Life. You gotta stop telling people that you listen to This American Life. <laughs> I listen to NPR weekly. Yeah, you gotta stop. <laughs> Stop telling I'm a people fancy that. bitch. Just dragging yourself. <laughs> you honestly, I think you lies. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm um, doing this rewatch week by week. We're just like picking up on the weirdest things and like trying to make them a recurring bit, even though it's like this will never come back on Bojack. But we're like, mm, I'm not even attorney. He just thought me wise. He thought me wise. <laughs> like I think it's so funny. I loved that line. Um, You gotta have callbacks. That's the the hallmark of a good podcast. You know, you gotta keep it snappy. You gotta have callbacks, okay? (laughs) They may be seemingly unrelated, but it's fine. (laughs) Okay, so Danny Radcliffe, big celebrity, has a conversation with Bojack. Bojack's like, we met at this party. We talked together to get away, you know. I gave you some advice. You talked to me about your fear of being famous. You said you'd never forget me. And he's like, oh, I'm just so famous, you know, and you're famous like me. You said your I, name is Chadwick Boseman. Oh my god! No. I also, I also like how they met at Chris Martin's house and they got outside to get away from Chris Martin. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to get away from Chris Martin? Yeah, he's married to Gwyneth Paltrow, isn't he? Didn't they do the conscious uncoupling? Wasn't that where that came from? Conscious uncoupling. I, think that might I might have what missed the that. Uncou- that was years ago. Yeah, I think oh, they wow. co. Really... I think they co-parent at this point. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. they divorced in 2016. 2016. They did the conscious wow. uncoupling. Yeah, I, 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 I must have been off the goss train at that point. <laughs> Not this article. King Gwyneth Paltrow said she never wanted to get a divorce from her first husband, Chris Martin, but that the experience of separating from the Coldplay singer helped her learn about herself. Yeah, because Gwyneth Paltrow is now married to that guy from Glee. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay, so I did know this because I brought this up when I was on the choir room that the the guy who created Glee... Then married Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, they. I think they met on the set of Glee. Yeah. Oh. Because then he know? also is, him and Ryan Murphy worked together on The Politician, and then Gwyneth Paltrow was in that, playing Ben Platt's mom. It's all an intricate web. And all, Ryan Murphy shows, yeah, they're an yeah. intricate web. <laughs> yes. 
Ryan Murphy said, I like 10 people and I will put them in everything. (laughs) Uh, I also liked how Wanda was looking at the app and uh, one of the users there was named Dongslinger420. (laughs) They all have iconic names. All of the names were really good. I didn't write them down because I'm slow, but... uh, Queefburglar69 is their leader. (laughs) Queefburglar69. Nice. Oh, God. Okay, so... Tano Radcliffe remembers everyone but Bojack and gets like really easy questions like what color do blue and yellow make? <laughs> he's like, I actually know this because I had a neighbor who was an artist and he used to mix these colors together. Like, all the like old... And the neighbor was Banksy and the color was green. <laughs> green. So good. That man was me. <laughs> and that man was me. And so... It's time for a break, but Bojack has an essay question. <laughs> yeah, as Daniel Radcliffe is grabbing money from inside a like a Kia something, I, I don't know down. a Sorrento. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they put him in like a little schoolhouse with this little blue book. <laughs> he takes yeah. it very seriously, I will say. Well, does yeah. he? Because he writes an introduction and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because Princess Carolyn distracts him, though. He's like, yeah. he's like, I still have to write an essay here. Yeah. So. It- his essay is uh, to on the what to what extent did feudalism impact the French Revolution? <laughs> it's Strong a, yeah, thesis statement. <laughs> pretty to a pretty great extent, Mr. Peanut Butter. A lot. Uh, <laughs> just write a lot. He probably got more points for <laughs> yeah, that, sure. honestly. But while he's writing this, Princess Carolyn comes in to give him a hot tip about Mr. Peanut Butter. But first, she has to tell him an elaborate story about poker in two thousand and three. <laughs> Everyone was suddenly into poker for some reason. All of the Lucys and Lou's and Leanne's are all yeah. playing poker. So mm-hmm. it was Wilmer Valderrama's party, who yeah. was really relevant in 2003. I-, I had to look up who that was. No, since I was didn't. a mere baby in 2003. Oh, my God. I- wow. I've seen that 70s show, which I assume he's most known for. Yeah, that's. I guess that's like 99% of what I would know him for. Here's yeah. the thing is I know this man's face, but I didn't know his name. From that 70s show? Was this not a big deal in your life? I, I watched that 70s. Again, we, we, this is why we don't talk about the cast and crew, because I don't know who any of them are ever on anything. Yeah. Like, this Usually isn't you know new. more of them than I do. Well, yeah, because I, I look it up. I'll pull up IMDb and be like, oh, look, I do know who this is. Fair, fair. It's always a surprise. Anyway, sorry. Back to the, the poker party, Will. Thank oh, you. And I, I was looking at his IMDb, and I saw he was in this movie called Charming, which looks fascinating. It, it's an animated movie about three fairy tale princesses who find themselves engaged to the to the same guy, Prince Charming. <laughs> but it stars him as Prince Charming, and also Demi Lovato and Sia and Ashley Tisdale okay. and, and Avril Lavigne. Oh and, no! And Chris Harrison for some reason. So here's the problem. Well, is now I know mm. of something that Ashley Tisdale's in, so I have to watch it. <laughs> yes, I I remembered that you said that. Damn it. You completionist for Ashley Tisdale? I just, once I know she's in it, I gotta watch it. Oh. I try not to stay informed for the, this very reason. <laughs> I've set you up. Oh, damn it. Well, I'll report back on that if I ever actually watch it. But, okay, basically, the moral of the story is that Mr. Peanutbar has a tell. Just a little tell. When he gets excited, his ears flop up just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> guy's been flopping upwards his whole career nice (laughs) nice (laughs) that's great it was just 
incredible. So Bojack takes this information and they go into the multiple choice round. And Mr. Peanut Butter's ears like dramatically flop up <laughs> every time noticeable. he reads the right answer. Like it's not a little thing. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Bojack gets a question right and then it goes to the control room. Or J.D. Salinger says, how did he know? What else does he know? Let's find find out. out. (laughs) He just Uh, cares so much. I didn't write down any of the questions because I assumed I'd remember them. But like the ones that he gets right are shockingly difficult. Yeah. Well, it was like how much wood do you like? How many trees worth of wood do you need to construct like an 18th century battleship? or something. something, Totally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, all of the questions are ridiculous. Not one of them is good. Like th- th- they would never like this is like for example as a hypothetical. Like if you're in the final puzzle on Wheel of Fortune and they put in one with a bunch of Bs and Zs, Zs for Canadians. You know how that would be kind of unfair and not what Wheel of Fortune would ever put in the final puzzle. Gee, Kirsten, I feel like this might be related to something that happened to you. No, it's a hypothetical. <laughs> you don't sound bitter about it's it. Purely At least hypothetical Pat, Pat Sajak didn't call you an alcoholic. Accurate. If Pat Sajak tried to talk to me. I'd be so upset. (laughs) That's the thing, too, is like most of these game shows have actually super problematic hosts, and it's so Mm. depressing. Like, you grow up watching Lingo, and then you find out the truth about Chuck Woolery. You're like, God damn it. I'll never forget the day I found out the truth about Chuck Woolery. Right? Bad guy. Host of Greed. Host of uh, Love Connection, two and two, back at you, you know? Okay, so. Did you guys note that? So they're in weird costumes throughout these like it's oh, yeah they're wearing like bowls of fruit on their heads <laughs> yeah and there's like one point where they're hanging from the ceiling with like a green screen and then there's a moment where they're each one half of a horse and bojack's in the front <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i love that he's in a horse costume it would be way funnier if they put bojack in the back half of the yeah. horse costume that's a miss okay it's not a perfect episode yeah scott that. turn off yeah yes. that. scott one miss yeah Ugh, how dare you okay so now it's about to go into the final round, and it's a tied game, which was not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe's like, what is going on? Bojack's like, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> like, that's what's going on. Money's supposed to go to charity. Well, tell charity she can kiss my ass. <laughs> By the way, your girlfriend has a stripper name. <laughs> no, it's charity. <laughs> Yeah, the deal oh, was, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, Dan Radcliffe's supposed to win, plug plug the movie, win money for charity. That was the whole goal. In this commercial break, Wanda is watching, of course, the live commentary. And I think this is also when she goes, if I don't interact with this app every five every five minutes, it takes, or no, every 80 seconds, 80 it seconds, takes $5 yeah. off my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, everyone really wants Daniel Radcliffe to win. Like, can you just throw the game? Like, you said you don't even care about it. So, like, could you just do this for me and just lose? Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, whatever. So the last question is about Secretariat. (laughs) It's just hurtful. When did he win the Triple Crown? Uh, 1492? We talked about this literally, like, three weeks ago, Lindsay, and I'm not looking it up again. But I do remember, I think he was only two or three years old. I think he was two years yeah. old when he won. Oh, Because yeah. I remember we said he was very precocious. Yeah, very precocious young horse. <laughs> young man. Uh, so he gets it wrong. Mr. Peanutbur says, more like Secretarable. 
Yeah. It's like, aren't you in a movie about Secretariat? You should be in a movie about a guy who doesn't know anything about Secretariat. <laughs> I like Princess Carolyn's in the, like off to the side. And she goes, that wouldn't be a very good movie. Yeah, she's right. I don't know. It could be right. Do you think that the cop who got laser eye surgery and needed to get Ubered around to do police stuff knew a lot about Secretariat? I think that's I mean, probably, probably a movie about someone who doesn't know much about Secretariat. Yeah. I mean, you're right, you're right, Kirsten. It depends on whether like the plot of the movie resol- revolves yeah. around the fact that the main character doesn't know anything about Secretariat. I think movies are made about people who don't know about Secretariat every day. All the time. All the time. <laughs> But okay, so this is like the pinnacle. Mr. Peanut Butter has been so mean this whole time that Bojack's like, listen, now I've got to lash out. Because mm-hmm, I yeah. lost on purpose. Also, it's the money gets burned. It's like, <laughs> it's like you win $500,000. But if you get it right, you double your money. It's a million dollars for charity. If you get it wrong, the money gets burned on stage right now. It's very yes. high stakes. Very high stakes. Why are they burning it? Just use it for like, do they think there's only going to be one episode? <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I was wondering if it's prop money hmm. or... Maybe. They just no, burn real money. I think it's real money, just like in Survivor Borneo when Joe Prince <laughs> has the chest and he's like, look at the million dollars. It's yep. in cash, baby. <laughs> this is what you Very get in actual treasure chest. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, the uh, the final straw, Mr. Peanut Butter says, like, no wonder my wife had to write your book for you. And then it all uh, falls apart. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, while we're talking about your wife, why did she go to war-torn Cordovia just to get away from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where like the one the one part of the episode where it gets like really serious. You yeah, know? every episode of BoJack has to have one. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we can't have one light episode all the time. Uh, no, we're not allowed. No. So Mr. Peanut Butter says she went to help people, and BoJack goes, or maybe she wanted to get away from her terrible marriage. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting real. The bubble round is canceled. Okay. No, no. We will turn this bubble round around, and it will be the end of your field trip. Okay. So, Mr. Peanut Butter is like, "Well, if we want to get real, let's talk about like on the side of the highway when you kissed Diane two days before our wedding." Mm-hmm. It's like, how did you know about that? <laughs> she told me we're married. Well, I I like how first he's like, "Well, I've got friends on the highway patrol, and there are security cameras along the whatever freeway." But also, she told me, of course, we're married. Yeah, JD Salinger loves this. Turn on the rain. Yeah. <laughs> it's the peak of emotional drama. He's like, Wait. I knew with this show we would reach. <laughs> it could never be achieved in literature. <laughs> Maybe if J.D. Salinger wrote better books, okay? Uh, there, I said it. Is that too much to ask? Maybe if he didn't write them with a freaking four-colored pen. <laughs> yeah, true. You got Come too on. distracted by all the pretty colors. At least get a typewriter, man. Come on. Come on. Okay, so all Mr. Peanut Butter has ever wanted was to be Bojack's friend. Bojack treats him like a huge joke. Why don't you like me? Serious. Mm-hmm. Bojack is jealous. Yeah, he like really kind of just goes for it with him, gets into these emotional peaks, and he's just like, yeah. yeah, everything comes super easily to you, and like these things don't come easily for me, and Mr. Peanut Butter's like, what else do you want? Like you, Yeah, have, like, like you're in the movie of your dreams, you have like a very successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but- I like, uh, he's, the direct quote there is, you're a millionaire movie star with a girlfriend who loves you starring in your dream movie. What more could you want? Yeah, which is a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> he wants and- to feel good about himself. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the times, like true happiness is really about being able to be happy, like without any of those things that you you think you want. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing too where like a lot of times if you're struggling, like you maybe like Lindsay and I when we want external validation all the time, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. also happy without it. Like we're not yeah. like, oh man, no one validated me today. But like sometimes you may think you need those things in order to be happy if you're in a really dark place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But then when you get it, it's like you don't feel any different. Yeah, and that's I think Bojack has said something to that effect when he was like, yeah. yeah, I thought I would feel way better, but I still don't feel great. Like, why am I not feeling good? And I guess that was what he said to Kelsey or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then it goes back into the game show because Mr. Peanutbur goes, I don't know if I can forgive you, but we'll find out after this break. <laughs> what a natural. <laughs> he really was designed to be like a game show yeah. host other than mm-hmm. like being mean to Bojack. That yeah, he was born it. for it. It's not right. So he has a conversation with Wanda. Because he's like, I don't know, like, we can't just resolve it, everything cleanly in a half hour. And she's like, this is network television. That's what we do. Get your butt back on that stage and resolve it. <laughs> yeah, I also like when she was like, you want to host a game show where everyone feels bad at the end? You can get in your car, drive to Santa Monica, and pitch it to AMC. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sounds AM- intriguing. AMC would do it. AMC, they're, they're the network that did Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. And the, I felt bad. bad a lot at the end of <laughs> those shows. Sure. I had yeah. to stop watching The Walking Dead because it made me feel so bad, but like in a nausea way because it was gross. Oh. <laughs> Not for me, The Walking Dead. I watched I watch a good three seasons. There's like 13 seasons of it now. Good God. It's like the new Survivor for me of like, that's still on? Except like, <laughs> that I watch Survivor. <laughs> yeah, except Survivor is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still kind of good. Fine. The Walking Dead... <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> no. Well, no. and that show is on Chappelle's podcasting about it. So, like, I guess I wanted to stay on so there's more Chappelle podcasts in the world. But yeah. even my love of Chappelle can't make me listen to a Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can Sorry, only go Chappelle. so far. Okay. So, the commercial break has ended, but the power goes out on set because Todd is unplugged, I guess, just the. Every power to, to, <laughs> no. the, to the show to make paninis. Yeah, he like plugged in his like foreman grill or whatever, <laughs> and just everything is dead now. But Mia fixes it. She instantly sees what needs to be plugged in. Everything comes back. She's earned the pen for saving <laughs> the show. Yep. Mr. Peanutbar's like, hey, live TV. Yeah, he really recovers very quickly. Yeah. Yep. And so Mr. Peanut oh. Butter says that you know production told him he has to forgive bojack but he's his own dog and he has decided to forgive bojack the audience loves this like daniel radcliffe has an idea okay mm-hmm. well, now what do you think about daniel radcliffe's idea for true forgiveness in this situation <laughs> i mean i don't know if the internal logic really ties out like no. since diane and bojack kissed the only fair thing is for Mr. Peanut Butter and Bojack to kiss. <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter is like, yeah, so then Diane and I will have the same experience. See, and to <laughs> me, if you're going to go based on this logic, it should have been that Mr. Peanut Butter kisses Wanda. Exactly. Oh, that that makes sense. Because yeah. then yeah. it's like, well, you kissed my, my girl, I kissed your girl, we're even. Still yeah. not good. Uh, yeah. A little problematic <laughs> no. uh, to just <laughs> be like trading women around to yeah. make things fair, but it makes more sense than Mr. Peanut Butter kissing Bojack. But they this kissed. was definitely funnier. Yeah, yeah. they kissed, <laughs> and this is the first time that Wanda heard that Diane and Bojack kissed. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "What? Diane and Bojack kissed?" 
Yeah, she's been so yeah. distracted by the like tablet or whatever that she missed it. But also, apparently, he just never told her that. Well, I, I also mean... like where they go to the kiss cam, and then JD Salinger's like, "If only I had a kiss cam for Catcher in the Rye." <laughs> if just only. something that really matches the energy of Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read Catcher in the Rye? Well, I get. Th- no, I feel I... like we were you were an emo kid like me, so you must have read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> I, I was an emo kid, but I never read it. I. I and I was never much of a reader, but I, I, I mainly just read like YA dystopian novels. Hey, same. The Maze Runner and The Hunger Games. I just yep. bought a new dystopian YA novel that I'm really excited to read. What it's is about, it? What is it? Um, I think it's called We All Looked Up at the Sky or We All Looked Up. Let me confirm. Let me confirm. It's called We All Looked Up and it's about like a meteor is coming towards Earth and the world's going to end and everyone's going to die. Oh. Well, I heard it's really good. I haven't started it yet, but I've heard, I got a very good review of it that made me buy it. So You'll have to fill us in. I'll report back. I'll report yeah. back. I'll be It'll done be by the next time we record, so it'll be good. <laughs> and then I think this is where Todd uh, is looking very dejected in the hallway because he didn't get the pen. I like, he's like, you said it without the pen, I'm useless. Mia says, not for nothing, but you were useless before. Useless <laughs> <laughs> before you didn't get the pen. God. And he basically just like cries and you know, tricks Mia into giving him the pen. And he's like, I can't believe you fell for that. <laughs> when he goes, oh my God, look at your stupid face. I laughed so hard. Yeah, because she's like, maybe you just need someone to believe in you. Another yeah. thing we never addressed is that after Todd decides he's serious about winning the pen, he goes to back to hair and makeup. He puts on a suit, his hair is slicked mm-hmm. back, and he's <laughs> rocking Heelys so that he yes, can get around yes. faster on set. I wanted to bring up the Heelys. Yes, yes. And then after he gets the pen, he goes back again. It looks like an old man. And he's like, and that's the story of how I met this pen. Viva Todd Foolery. Yeah. And he's sitting in front of like two like, like heads of head. like, yeah. yeah, of like a little Todd head and a little mouse head. <laughs> Suck a dick, dumb shits. Well, that's what he says to J.D. Salander. He's like, I told you to stay out of hair and makeup. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Viva Todd Foolery. I also, I brought up the double or nothing way earlier. I really mm-hmm. thought that it was earlier, but I, I, yeah, it's at the end of the episode. And the question that Bojack gets is who starred in Harry Potter? And yeah. Bojack uses this opportunity to get back at Daniel Radcliffe for not recognizing him. Just like, oh, I don't know. When you're as famous as I am, you meet so many people. You can't remember them all. He's like, I know. He's like, I get it. I get it. But like, this is for charity. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like really you think like maybe maybe he'll he'll fall for it but no he's like elijah wood <laughs> that was the episode so good. it just cuts cuts to credits and <laughs> i <laughs> laughed so i wrote i this is what i wrote he guesses elijah wood lamal <laughs> i think this is like the best cut to credits moment of any bojack episode just end the episode there it's a good spot to That's end great. it it's so funny yeah God, this was such a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fun. But again, it was a lot. Like, a lot happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like, I feel like only, like, that one short part where Mr. Peanut Butter and, and Bojack are, like, talking about the Diane thing, that's really the only thing that actually impacts anything mm-hmm. and that could yeah. potentially come back. Nothing else really matters to the rest of the show, to the rest of the plot, to moving things forward. But it was still, like, three episodes worth of material, I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's jam-packed with jam-packed. jokes. So good. It's like, what's the joke per minute, like, in this one? <laughs> yeah, we should really calculate that. Mm-hmm. 
It's we a have big... the, the writer of the episode. Maybe he can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Chernoff, I guess for context, tweeted uh, in the questions thread on Twitter for this, who is the writer of the episode. Mm-hmm. So shout out, Scott. Yeah. Yes. I, it was you. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> what, I also yeah. just wanted to point out one of the, the names that Daniel Radcliffe calls Bojack Horseman. He calls him Jock Jam Door Slam. <laughs> it <really> tickled me. <laughs> that's really good oh my god oh god we have a whole lot of feedback to go you got a lot of feedback on this one (laughs) i guess should we start with twitter because we already were a little talking about it yeah sure yeah because yeah the great scott chernoff said who wrote this clearly genius level episode and should they listen to the podcast or will their feelings be hurt <laughs> i don't think that your feelings no. should be hurt i think we we loved the episode and if this isn't enough for you like seek therapy like come on also if you've gotten to this point in the podcast where we're answering questions you've already listened to the podcast anyways yeah <laughs> so it's too late it's too late that's funny what else did we get we got a lot oh edmo told us that he works at lowe's and was like i guess I'll go fuck myself. True. We got some back. I got some pushback on the oh, what Lowe's stuff. Oh, yeah. Ago. I I do go to Lowe's. I prefer Home Depot. But you know, if I'm ever like in in a pinch for some home supplies, I'll I'll swing by a Lowe's. Like, I'm just gonna go to whatever store that sells like lumber or whatever I need is closest <laughs> to me. I'm not yeah. like mm. I can comfortably say I've never needed lumber. Wow. Or, like, if you need to buy, like, screws or something. Like, I'll go to what's closest. I'm not going to go out of my way to go to any particular store. I have been to Lowe's since I moved to Victoria, and it was the best customer service I've ever received at, like, a home building place. Will, like, Spider-Verse, just like you do, and the movie tag. Oh, my God, yes. I love that tweet. (laughs) My sister also said that the movie tag is really good. And yeah, that she see? likes it. Yeah, and it's I, fun. It's totally I've never, fine. I've never heard anyone Good say cast. that they didn't like it. You both like it. Akiva likes it. My sister likes it. Like, I don't think that the anti-tag people are, like, out there waiting to be like, <laughs> oh, I hate this movie. <laughs> I feel like people mostly just didn't see it. No, yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I am, I'm, I'm in that camp. Rotten Tomato score. What do you got, Will? What's that? Uh, 47. Score? Kirsten, what do you think, higher or lower? Are we doing critic score or are we doing the audience? Uh, I'll click on it and tell you. The audience score. 67. It is 56. 56. Pretty much right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. In the middle. <laughs> okay, so Will wins because he didn't go over. Yeah. I also feel, I feel like I had heard that before. Maybe on NGOT. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so Jules listened to the episode because I said that if people really loved us, they would listen to the episode last week and Mm -hmm. said, does this count as validation? You guys are the best. I'm totally replying because I want you to feel validated. And it counts. We accept it. Tim said he's got his lemons ready. Oh, my. Whoa, Whoa, Tim. I laughed so hard when I saw what you tweeted. I was like, I will never forgive Lindsay for putting that in the episode description. You were never supposed to see it. You don't use Twitter. Mark really enjoys the podcast that we have good rapport. Oh. Then there was a whole interaction between Will and Scott about like liking the episode, which obviously everyone likes it. And then Shut Up Tim is like, put real weird Martha on the podcast. I'm Sounds on good. it. Like, I agree. Let me live. Obviously, Martha's coming on. <laughs> Calm down. God, does she have an episode yet? We were talking about it yesterday. She brought up an episode. I'm like, that's not for a while. Like, maybe we should think of a closer one. <laughs> good, good. 
but yes okay that's that's the twitter feedback we got we nice. uh email from sarah she said i think it's a great standalone episode could even be a good one show a friend you're trying to convince to watch bojack horseman fun and lighthearted, but with that unique bojack edge she agrees with us. Mia is such a standout. I wish we would have gotten more of her later. Maybe oh, she yeah. pops up as a background character or something. I'll keep mm-hmm. an eye out for her. J.D. Salinger really slaps despite loathing Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs> How's this for a conspiracy theory? J.D. Salinger is actually dead, and this is just some guy pretending to be him. What are our thoughts on that? Whoa. Ooh. I mean, I don't know like who would be able to tell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh in tw- like in twenty fifteen, who really knows what JD Salander like looks <laughs> like? What he looks like. She also agrees. Mr. Peanut Butter is a great fit for this game show. We agree. And what's an example of a game show where everyone feels bad about themselves? Wipeout. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, okay, one of my coworkers was on Wipeout and won. Really? Wow. Yeah. Not on the new one, the old one. Someone died mm. after doing the new one. Yeah, yeah, I, I read that. It was like going. it was like unrelated. Like they had a heart attack like the next day. Oh, yeah, jeez. Like they do like an extensive medical exam. Apparently, they would have they, to. Yeah. Like yeah. they did a pretty extensive medical exam for Big Brother Canada. Like they obviously yeah. have to do more of one for an actual physical yeah. show, <laughs> an obstacle course. Um, yeah. What? Um, okay. Well, what about that one episode of the dating game that resulted in someone getting murdered? I feel like everyone felt pretty bad after that. Yikes. <laughs> Probably. There was a dating game killer. You ever heard of him? No? So, okay. So, the guy was one of the contestants on the dating game, and I think he had he had already been, like, a murderer. Like, he was one of those people. He'd pretend to be a photographer, and he'd, like, take people out into, like, the California wilderness and then murder them and, like, take oh, their God. pictures. And then he was a contestant on the dating game, and he actually was chosen as the winner by this woman. And then the woman, like, met him backstage and was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going out with him. Like, she got, like, weird, bad vibes. And it turned out he was a murderer. Wow. Wow. Pretty messed up. That's rough. Pretty messed up. Dang. Pretty messed up. I I guess I would say Baggage is another show where, like, the everyone can feel bad at the end. But not really, like, the audience. I think it's mostly for, like, the contestants to feel bad. Kirsten, there's a movie just... called The Dating Game Killer, a 2017 biographical Whoa. television of film. Of course there is. It's <laughs> yeah. a fascinating story. Believed to be responsible for over 130 murders. Pretty prolific. What? Yeah, he did a lot of murders. Yeah. That's a lot of murders. Yeah. <laughs> in 1978, he appeared on the television show The Dating Game in the midst of his killing spree. Yeah, literally, you get considered a serial killer after you kill three people. 130 is... Uh, 100, like, what an overachiever. What an overachiever. How do you have the audacity to go on a game show in the midst of your... Because they, there was no, like, suspicion on him. Like, it's not like he was a suspect and was like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go on TV. He's like, nobody knows wow. that it was me. Truly shocking. He's still alive. He's in California State Prison because he's too ill to make the journey to Wyoming to stand trial on new charges. Wow. wow. So I guess there's like more. Oh, and Wondry did a series on on the dating game killer. <gasps> Wondry does such good podcasts. Oh, now I have to listen to it. It was from 2020. How did I miss a new podcast in March of 2020? 
there's nothing else going on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I wasn't really listening to too many podcasts. I was, I was too busy watching Tiger King. <laughs> True. Okay, two more things from Sarah, and then I can jump to Ariel. Sarah says, I saw some places I could pause and read the background, but watching Near Midnight here was too tired, and it wasn't that interesting. So, Will, we will cut to Ooh. you after okay. that. Okay. But So then she says, does Bojack setting $500,000 on fire count as a bad thing that he did that we have to put on the list? Or... He did take it yes. away from charity for his own petty, like, <laughs> he could have donated a million dollars to charity, mm-hmm. and he chose to burn money over, like, a petty argument. I think it definitely needs to get right. And then she said, oh, although Wanda did want him to lose. Yeah, That's but, true. Wanted to uh, what, so what I don't understand is how Bojack ended up in the final round because mm-hmm. his last question was the Secretariat one, which he got wrong on purpose. Wouldn't Daniel Radcliffe have then gotten another question that he could get right and then he would be in the final round? He got some points for making up with Mr. Peanut Butter from the kissing scene. Yeah. Oh, right. Some right, kiss right, points. Right, right, The kiss points. As you do. As but you do. I, I was going to say, this was me initially suggesting or asking the question about ranking all of the horrible mm-hmm. things Bojack does, a long con on my part, because I think that this should ultimately, this this is like maybe my contender for the number one uh, most horrible thing Bojack ever does. Whoa. Maybe. I mean, like, it's a million dollars that he could have <laughs> given like to charity. Like a million dollars like, to charity nah, I'm gonna is burn it. really bad. What do, we, what do we currently have as the worst thing he's done? When he abandoned, then used, then beat up Herb Kazaz while he had cancer. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> that's really bad. But ultimately, that's one person with cancer. And mm-hmm. he could have done a lot of good for many people with cancer for with a million dollars. Yeah. So the question, I think, becomes, is it worse to have actively injured someone who has cancer than to, like, than to yeah. not make things better? For- In that case, like all the millionaires out there... Yeah. Are like way worse people than Bojack Horseman. Well, yeah, all all the rich people which are is, bad. Which is true. We, like we so. know that. Like especially those billionaires. Whew, bad, yeah. bad people. No. I think that we actually could put this burning five hundred thousand dollars versus giving a million to charity as the worst thing, because with our results oriented thinking. Herb Casaz's cancer went away. Like he died in a freak accident. He it's not like he died of cancer because of what Bojack did. I know, but it was still so yeah. bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. He didn't give her because I was cancer. And he didn't know it was going to go away either. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying he knew. I'm saying based yeah. on what happened, how he ended up being cured. Mm-hmm. Bojack could cure many people with a million dollars or at least treat. Hmm. Well, how, wait, how many people can you treat with a million dollars in America? Yeah, I true. Feel like not probably that many. Probably like people. That's probably like my, two, that, yeah. that might be one person. Yeah. Hmm. Is it equal? Yeah. So the number two spot is when he enables slash takes advantage of Sarah Lynn. Which is also yeah. really bad. Pretty bad. This is certainly worse than Todd's rock opera, which is at number three. Definitely so. worse than Todd's rock <laughs> yeah. opera. I, I guess you just have to think of like how many how many lives he could have saved with that one million dollars. Like were there deaths? <laughs> <laughs> this feels like I don't know. This feels like an indirect bad thing where he like that's true. Whereas okay. th- that's like such a direct bad thing of like. So do we want to put it in second because it's indirect? I think so. That feels right to me. So worse than the Sarah Lynn thing, less bad than Herb Kazaz. I think so. Oh, the Sarah Lynn thing is still it's so, so bad. bad. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's I, I, we're at the top three of the worst things Bojack's done so yeah. far. Yeah. They're, They're all horrible. <laughs> They're like, all really bad. It's not like any of these things is like, oh, that's okay because yeah. it's moved to number three. It's like, no, this is still yeah. horrible and bad. Still mm-hmm. bad. 
I think I really just wanted to talk about this because it's something that like never goes mentioned again yeah. Yeah. on the show. It's like, hey, remember that time you like burned a million dollars instead of giving it to charity? Just, just because, like just for just pettiness. to spite Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah, there's literally no fallout from this. Like yeah. literally just to hurt mm-hmm. Dan. So thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> I think second. I think we'll put okay. it second. Yeah. Okay, I'll add it to the list. Burning one million dollars for charity. <laughs> That makes it sound like he did the burning for charity, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. We'll understand. <laughs> yeah. We'll know. Yeah. Okay. And then this one's from Ariel. It's a shorter one. This is another all-time episode, so that's good feedback. I love the one-shot opening as an ode to the recent movie Birdman that was made to look like it was all one shot. Apparently that was a shout out. Didn't realize that. The blood-curdling scream during the game show saying, they're all dead. It's so funny every time. It's so scary. To me, the best part of the episode is Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter having their confrontation at the end. It's one of the first times I can remember feeling like Mr. Peanut Butter is a lot more intelligent and aware than we've been led to believe. We find out that Mr. Peanut Butter knew about Bojack trying to kiss Diane as of the end of season one. And then he says, uh, what else could the universe possibly owe you is such a cutting line for Mr. Peanut Butter. And then they just kiss. LOL, that's TV for you. <laughs> that's TV for you. Bojack choosing violence yep. in the closing moments and letting the money burn always feels so right to me. <laughs> It feels right. Like, seems like something he would do, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, yeah. but it's just, like, so much money. Yeah. Yeah. That's but he did say Charity could kiss his ass. Yeah. We also got two new reviews that I will touch on real quick. At one of them from oh. Fastbender Lover. <laughs> the subject Incredible. line. The subject line is, surf's up. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Surf is up. Surf is up. Perfect host for an awesome recap of one of the best shows ever. And then the other one is from Apple Podcasts in Sweden, which yeah, is from we're international oh. baby from Erica. Good and also great. Very good and great and good and also great and good and Not great. Erica. <laughs> so thank you very much to Erica. Erica, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Oh, my God. Anyway, so go ahead, Will. Tell us about your ratings for the sexiest days of the week. I want justification. (laughs) Sure. Do you you guys have my list on hand? I can get it. I can get it. Okay. I'm I'm trying to find where I tweeted it. (laughs) I, I think my mentality at the time was like, this is a ranking of days where like sex is most is like most likely to occur because oh. I, I think that because I rank like Saturday and Friday fairly low because I think that too many other activities. people are too busy yeah too, too busy like doing other things but you know. I think where is it I gotta find it this was a while ago and I tried to search it I think you deleted it I don't no. think I deleted it. You deleted the tweet. Anyways, basically, I feel like it was questionable. I feel like you had Tuesday really high, Wednesday really high. Like you had a lot I had of like Wednesday and Wednesday and Sunday were the top two because Wednesday. This is like personal for me because Wednesday is in a like... long term relationship. Wednesday is when you have a sex appointment. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> It's date night Wednesday. Uh, Sunday is like the week's about to start. So now it's like last minute like oh we gotta we gotta do sex stuff before we go back to work uh, and we're all sad <laughs> okay uh, and then the rest of the days it's like somewhat interchangeable but but like i said like i think i think thursday is up there i think monday and i think i had monday and tuesday like last and second to last because like you know monday no, it's just you, like because you had friday so low down yeah i did yeah because you're too you're like going out with friends on friday yeah, night, and then you at least. get home and you're like i can stay up late i can do whatever <laughs> i want on a monday That's... you just got home from work and you're so yeah. tired no monday's last and you're like why sure. do i still have a job why wasn't i born rich 
But no, like Friday, I'm home from like hanging out with people and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Mm. I had work today and I hung out with people. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have the energy for, for sex stuff. Okay. We'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> Incredible. I, okay. Is there, dude, I feel like we've beaten this episode to death. 100%. Well, thank you for joining us today. This was a dream, truly a, a dream. So much fun. Thank you so much for having me. This was everything I hoped it would be and more. <laughs> Amazing. And more. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. And so, well, if people want to know more about what you are up to, where can they find you? So you can follow me on Twitter at Will from America. Pretty easy to remember. Or you can find me at my website, willfromamerica.com, where you can request songs to be written for you for podcast theme songs <laughs> or theme song not theme songs but songs to like commemorate an anniversary for a nice gift you know anything along those lines well, I'm doing that and you've done so many incredible theme songs mm-hmm. so anyone who has theme song needs definitely go to Will and if you want just a song yeah get it my song for your dog <laughs> you want a song for your dog Will's got you covered I'm the guy. <laughs> He's the guy. He's the guy we shout out every single week for our wonderful theme music. Yes, because he did our incredible theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Lindsay, you could be found Simpsons then and now, talking about a new episode and old episode of Simpsons every week. That's right. A couple weeks back, you talked about Survivor Africa on, on Rob Has a Podcast. Yeah, yeah. At the, by the time you're listening to this, it will be such old news, but I will still be like, man, remember when it, people liked that podcast? It was <laughs> over four hours of content. It will never be old news to me. <laughs> it was an iconic appearance with one of my dear friends, Haley Strong. Yes. I saw that Haley Strong and Lindsay Wilson are the funniest podcasters. Oh my god. Now gosh. actually Matt Gagan said that and I actually have a bone to pick with him because I think <laughs> he once told me that me and Lindsay are his two favorite podcasters. Oh. So what? Now Haley's well, just replaced me? I it just maybe hurts. Fair weather. You're fan. his favorite. You and Lindsay are his favorite, but Haley is funnier, I think is what oh, he's saying. But that's that, nothing cold. could hurt more. Nothing yeah. could hurt yeah. more. But I mean, she is funnier. Like Haley <laughs> is funnier and better than me, but like I just feel like there's a disconnect and you know, Maddie, fresh, we gotta talk about it. Come on, Moat Gregorian. Moat Gregorian. <laughs> Moat Gregorian. Yeah, I think he's I think he's playing both sides. Yeah, so. I think he's his Needs social to... game is too good. <laughs> yeah. But I'm on to him. It's not good enough. You're calling <laughs> You've exposed him for it. <laughs> this is Maddie Fresh exposed party. Yes. <laughs> a reality show where everyone leaves yes, feeling bad. That, <laughs> if you got to the end of this episode, use hashtag Maddie Fresh exposed party. Yes. Please tag um, him. And then I have no podcast currently, but I am streaming on Twitch at least three times a week. Twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what? You can follow me on all social media at Kirsten said what? And that's that's it. That's all. We will be back next week to discuss season two, episode nine, which I think is called The Shot. So we are also going to be, we're going to start recording two episodes a week for the next little bit so that when the ultimate storm of love island big brother (laughs) riverdale are all on at the same time that we can still be releasing horse pod every week but i don't have to record it every week (laughs) so that we can take time off but you still get your podcast so our new pinned tweet is going to go up it's going to be a google form where you can put in your questions for or comments for any future episodes 
so if you're just like watching BoJack, you could just watch BoJack. And then if a question comes up, put it in the form and then we can talk about it because we're going to have to start doubling up in order for me to not have a nervous breakdown in (laughs) July of of 2021. Yes. So nothing will change from your perspective in the sense that you will still get your podcast every single week, but you should get your questions in more proactively. <laughs> more, more earlier. We'll we'll still t- like tweet out when we're doing it, but yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to speed uh speed up our recording now while we, we have time again. So I don't have a nervous breakdown later this yeah, year. It's going to be a wild summer. It's going to be a wild <laughs> summer and I would have really liked to go outside. But it turns out that that <laughs> not might not be in the cards. Not allowed. Just, you know, not my favorite thing. But that's okay. It's going to be fun. I love podcasting. But yeah, so that is it. Again, we'll be back next week for season two, episode nine of BoJack, which again, I think it's called like The Shot, Big yeah. Shot, something something shot. with a shot. I closed out of my it's notes about a vaccine. <laughs> it's not about a vaccine, but by the time we record it, what, I will what? have received my first dose. Wow. It's going to be big, big vaccine corner on the shot. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think uh, the time of death on this episode is, is well gone. Now. So we, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.